cliffcentral.com. All right, let's go to Dr. Hanan. Um, it's Monday morning. We do a thing with him every week. It's going to be okay because people need to know. We've spoken quite a lot about relationships, how to start one, how to make it work. Today, we're going to look at how to end one amicably. Among other things, we've got some questions too. So, Doc, how are you, first of all? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Excellent. Extremely well, thank you. Um, so let's let's talk about how you end a relationship in an adult, mature, sensible, non-destructive way. Because people are, you know, we've addressed some of the things that can happen in relationships so far, and you've been really helpful setting, you know, sensible goals in place and teaching people about the processes you should follow. But how about when you look at the writing on the wall and you go, okay, well, the thing's going to end. How do I do this properly? So it's uh, people know how to start a relationship uh, because they follow their feelings. They're in love. It's a honeymoon phase. Everybody's on cloud nine. Everybody's madly uh, in love and there's affection and intimacy. But to end a relationship is quite challenging because people don't want to hurt other people and they don't want to be shortchanged in a relationship either. So the method is quite different. Um, mm-hmm. And I must say, as the relationship becomes more entrenched, more complex, more robust, the more you have to know the rules of disengagement because there's a lot more to lose. So think about a relationship that's been going on for a week versus a relationship that involves kids and structures and homes and financial obligations it becomes a lot more complicated later on down the line. But the mm-hmm. first... Hmm. Looks like we've lost Dr. Hunan. That's um, how we ended our relationship. He's, he's just ended it. <laughs> he's just ended. That's how relationships end. The first thing is just ghost them. Just ghost them. Let's go black on them. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> that's quite a dramatic way for him to tell us uh, what we should do. <laughs> Quit the stream, right? Yeah. Stop the Ryan, see if you can find him and get yeah. Dr. Hunan back on because uh, whatever's going on there, it's he, he's definitely not uh, on online anymore. Yeah. He's gone. Lots of questions. How do you explain the sadness that goes into festive season, like a mild depression? That's from Pablo. And from Fatima, hi, doctor. People's lies and immorality seem to irritate me for more than it should. <laughs> Far more than it should. What could be the reason for that? How do you resolve that? And then well, Ricky, Ricky pre- predicted it. You block your ex from every platform and you move on. <laughs> I know people who do that. Um, I just don't know if that's a, a very practical long-term solution. You know, the problem is that people are so childish these days. And I must tell you, if you're not prepared to face up to your responsibilities, I don't know if this is part of what Dr. Hanan is going to tell us or not, but you can't just ghost people and you can't just avoid responsibility. You have to actually sometimes be the main actor in your own life. Yeah. You can't wait for things to happen. And I'll tell you what, the most unhappy people I know are the ones who allow things to happen to them. Exactly. And they, they pretend, or, or they conv- yeah, they convince themselves they have no role to play in their actual life. To me, that, that is the most pathetic and sad thing that is possible. If you don't have the balls to stand up for yourself, who else will? true story i remember right? in high school you would just send your friend to go to the guy and say listen it's over <laughs> that's that's how it worked with us i don't know maybe <laughs> it was just me 
but yeah it must have been just you but you see that's the kind of thing that ultimately does lead to terrible unhappiness because you remove your own agency from the equation silly yeah. Um, and, and, you know, between the three of us, we're not going to try and give the advice that Hanan would have given because none of us are qualified to do this. And the last thing I want to dispense is relationship advice because I'll be terrible at that. But I do yeah, think, yeah. like, you have You're to be not, the decision. Qualified. Yeah, here he is. What happened? Did you, uh, did you have terrible load shedding or something? Yeah, you guessed it right. I sure has <laughs> in the middle. A cliffhanger. Okay. Yeah, well. <laughs> but uh, by the way, that's not... I know. That's not how to handle a relationship. That's not how to end a relationship. You don't just pretend there's low chin. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how, how to do it. Where were we? So first thing, the first thing that you have to be aware of relationship is, are you ending it for the right reasons? Are you, are you sure that this is what you want to do for, for yourself, for your family, if there are kids involved? Are you sure you're not ending it for emotional reasons, but are you ending it for the right reasons? And we've discussed the many reasons why you should be in a relationship, so we're not going to go over it. But if you're ending it for the right reasons, and now you want to done, finished, I want to move on for the right reasons, you have to make sure that the rules of engagement are discussed specifically. So you want to make sure that, one, timing is everything. So saying the right thing at the wrong time is wrong. So you want to make sure that you are both not only doing at the right time, but both partners are willing to negotiate. And willing to negotiate is when you're both in a calm and logical and rational state, not when they're both when both partners or either partners are in an anxious state. And the reason why is because when you're in a calm state, you're willing to negotiate and compromise, and you're willing to get creative uh, around how do we pursue this breakup. But so, when you are in a yes. No, so so the best time would not be when you like catch him in bed with another woman. That's not a great time to negotiate the end of the relationship. Am I right? Well, give it five minutes. Wait for them to get dressed. <laughs> give it some time. I think that would be just inappropriate. Okay. So the so you want to do it obviously when everybody's in a calm, logical, rational state, not in an anxious state. Because when you're in an anxious state, you want to win. And if you win and now the partner loses, then the relationship loses. So you want to do it in a calm state. First of all, the timing is important. And then you want to discuss for your, with your partner, what are your goals and you want to lay them out on the table. So assuming you're going to do it in a calm state, you want to know what do you want to achieve out of this? Is it a clean breakup? Are there kids involved? Uh, do, you want to make, do you want to get some money out of this? Because financial st uh, stability or insecurity is a big thing, especially when the relationship has been going on for quite a while and their financial implications. What do you want to get out of it and put that on the table before you discuss it with attorneys and lawyers and get mediation, assuming there's marriage, there's a marriage involved or there are kids, try to do this amicably, amicably yourself. If you can't discuss the rules and um, uh, the rules of disengagement, what I'm expecting from you, what you're expecting from me, then you get a third party involved. But a third party doesn't necessarily mean an attorney, a third party could be a trusted friend that could maybe mediate the conversation. And if that doesn't work, you can seek professional advice, even, even from a psychologist or a mediator or an attorney. Okay. All right. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, while you were um, dealing with the load shedding, I mentioned to Leanne and Bakabantu that there are also a lot of people who don't take personal responsibility for these things. So they, they allow events to happen to them. And I think 
there's a huge amount of this that has to do with agency, Doc. Like people who, you know, that, that you have to take responsibility for the, the decisions and you have to make certain considerations your priority. You can't allow things to just happen to you or else you will end up with the worst end of the deal, right? Yeah, for sure. Look, I mean, I always say to people, know what you want because as I've mentioned probably a thousand times, on the show, my favorite quote is, if you're not the chess player of your life, you're a pawn in someone else's. If you don't know what you, what you want, you'll end up where other people want to take you. If you enter into a negotiation and ending a relationship is about a negotiation. It's like, I've gained certain things. You've got certain things. I've got certain resources. You've got certain resources. How do we split it in a way that allows you to move at creating a sense of closure for you? And how do I do the same? But if you do not know what you want and what you're willing to accept and what you're willing to uh, give and what you want to get out of the other person, whilst the other partner knows exactly what they want and what they're willing to give, you will end up with nothing. You will end up with the short end of the stick. So have take some time to self-reflect. What do I want to get out of this? What is my responsibility? And by the way, we must talk also about what do we do beyond the breakup? How do you evolve into a better person? Because you surely don't want to repeat the same mistake and the same mistakes and you don't want to recreate familiarity. You want to get into new relationships that are better, uh, that are better for you, that are better fit. And you want to be able to face that person again, especially if you have been in a marriage or you've got kids together mm -hmm. because you're going to be seeing them again. It's not like you can just wipe them out of your life, erase them completely. You're going to have to have an adult, sensible, mature way of dealing with them going forward. And that's not going to be to ignore them every time you see them in public. Yeah, for sure. For sure. People, unfortunately, when they break up to my first point, uh, when they do it, certain in an anxious or an angry or a jealous or a frustrated fa uh, phase or state, then they want to win. And when you win, the other person loses and then you break the relationship. And then when you see them, especially when their kids involved, I need to say this because this must be highlighted. If there are kids involved, you don't have the luxury to be selfish. You just do not have the luxury. Because kids don't have a voice in a breakup, especially young kids. Kids don't have a voice in the divorce. And if you do not put them at the forefront of your decision-making, you are cheating them. And if you think just because you're going to bed saying, I'm doing this for my kids, if you think that you're doing this for your kids, you are absolutely lying to yourself. So should you end a relationship? Of course, if the relationship isn't working, of course, you should look at alternatives and eventually maybe even in the relationship, but always put the kids at the forefront of your decision-making because they are the, the, um, the, what do you call it? The, 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 the innocent bystanders that are, that are getting hurt in the process for sure. All right. So color says, um, and I think this is an interesting question because it could take it to people who are not in relationships necessarily, but does the same apply to adult friendships? It seems like the older you get, the harder it is to make and maintain new friendships. Um, and that's true, I think. Um, how do you end a friendship that's that's kind of run its course? Again, do you sit down and negotiate? So with friendships, it's a little bit easier because they seem to like uh, naturally dissipate mm. and dilute and eventually they're no longer there. But if, for example, you have to you have a kind of friendship with somebody that, you know, maybe where their relationships are not uh, are not equal, in other words, I want to have a relationship or a friendship with you. You don't want to have a friendship with, you, with me and therefore I'm continuously getting hurt. At some point, one of us is going to have to sit down in an amicable, 
calm, creative state and talk about the rules of engagement. And sometimes the rules of engagement is this relationship no longer serves us and therefore we need to break up and this is how we're going to do it. All right. Um, there was a question earlier on from somebody and we're not there yet, but Pablo wanted to know. I mean, I think this is really interesting. We are heading towards the end of the year and although spring is here and I'm thrilled uh, and, and a lot of people are very happy about this time of year. Pablo says, how do you explain the sadness that goes into the festive season, like a mild depression? And of course, there, there are all kinds of reasons for this to happen, but people are building up towards this at the end of the year. It, it can be a very strenuous time. Um, we haven't really referred to this yet. It's totally unrelated to the relationship question, but do you have any advice on that before we go? I do. So I'm watching the most incredible documentary in, uh, on Netflix, and I suggest that everybody watches that as well. It's called Live to 100. And it's, um, it's this researcher that goes around the world, and he found that there are spots around the world where people grow to be the happiest, the oldest, the healthiest, and he called those spots blue zones. And you want to know what's the common denominator? How come people in those spots grow to be old and happy and successful and healthy? And he yeah. found that there were, I'll group it into three, common denominator amongst those spots. One is health. People eat and exercise and get good sleep. Two is a sense of purpose, obviously. They'll wake up and have something to look forward to. And number three, there's a great sense of community. Uh, people have other connections to other human beings. And to answer the, the question is, towards the end of the season, when everybody is about connection, Everybody's about going out, meeting family, friends, and connecting to other human beings. And especially if other people don't have that, in comparison, that can feel very lonely. And the loneliness mm. is a major, major part of depression that we see coming into the, to the spring and summertime. Hmm. Have that sense of community, health, and uh, what else did you say it was? Purpose. Sense of purpose. Oh, purpose. Yeah, there we go. All right, everybody. That's all we got time for with Dr. Hanan today. And uh, he won't ghost us like he did earlier. Uh, we'll speak to <laughs> right, Doc, nice to see you. All right. Nice to see you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Dr. Hanan Bushkin.